All right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. Today, we do our college football and NFL recap show. It's just Grant and I on the pod today. We recap this weekend's games, Chiefs-Bengals, the Chiefs choking against the Bengals, and the Rams somehow pulling off that win over my sweet, sweet 49ers. And then we do a quick Super Bowl preview between Rams-Bengals, and then we talk Tom Brady retirement. A little bit more, Jackson Dart choosing Ole Miss over BYU. And I hope you all enjoy it. And just so you know, the audio is a little messed up. We did the best we could to fix it. So bear with us this time. It won't happen again. And enjoy the show. But before we get into our NFL and college football recap show, we are brought to you by PodTalk. PodTalk is the best way to listen to podcasts. It has the best interface compared to every other podcast listening app out there. I use PodTalk myself. Go download it in the App Store right now. Go join group discussions on your favorite podcast like this one. Download PodTalk in the App Store today. Now, our college football and NFL recap show. All right, we're back with our NFL and college football recap show. It's just Grant and I today. We finally have our Super Bowl. Uh, Grant, let's just talk about – let's recap those games this week. Let's start off with Chiefs-Bengals. Maybe one of the biggest chokes I've ever seen in the playoffs. Yeah, on, <laughs> like, it's hard. To, yeah, it's hard to see worse. Obviously, a Falcons fan, you know, I, I definitely know of a choke. Obviously, job. that yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was rough. It, it was looking like a blowout. Everyone on Twitter tweeting out, Dave Portnoy as well. Like, if you bet on the Bengals, you don't know football, <laughs> right? Thanks for coming out, uh, Bengals. Just the tweets, just like coming in. That's why I tweeted out mid game. I was like, bro, if this isn't the biggest, like Twitter was the biggest reverse jinx I've ever seen, and it literally worked out for him. So. I'm glad I didn't reverse the reverse jinx, you know, and it worked out well for the Bengals. But, yeah, no, fun game, man. Like, top to bottom, Joey B cementing his legacy um, already at a young, young age. I think I saw something where he'd be the first quarterback all time to win a national title, a Heisman, and a Super Bowl ever. So he'd be the first quarterback. And and no one's ever done it, and he has a chance to do it in, this, in, in a three-year span from college till now. Let's go back to the game. the The game was won and not lost, but just the not or not won. The game was like they could have just put it away. The Chiefs, five seconds left, second quarter at the end of the at, right right at halftime. If they score that touchdown or they kick the field goal, I think that game is iced. Yeah, I mean the situation the situational awareness of just keep pushing it, and pushing, it, and I get like you have all the momentum at that point, right? I mean they were there was no there was no stopping. Um, the Chiefs offense in the first half. They had all the momentum. I just think sometimes, like, you got to take points when you can get points. Like, points are points. And I know it's easy to say that now that we've seen, obviously, they didn't get it. And, like, it would have been a no-brainer if they got a touchdown, right? But, like, you cannot not throw it in the end zone of that play. And you cannot make not make a quick decision. It's, like, to the end zone for a touchdown. But I'm not doing, a, like, a, a, a quick dump-out pass, right, or a flat pass mm-hmm. with no time left. Like, you just can't do it. You have to throw the end zone there. Even if it gets picked off, I'm okay with that. You've got to throw it to the end zone. You have to. That, too. And also, I understand why they went for it because they had nine seconds left to play before. Pat Mahomes, nobody was open, chucked it down, spiked it, basically, into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And you still had five seconds. You're like, okay, we can do this again. We can do four seconds one more time. Like, I have trust in Patrick Mahomes. Because Andy Reid, you heard what's-her-face uh, Tracy Wolfson say, yeah, he wants to take the field goal unit out, but Mahomes waved him off. Yeah, exactly. And like again, you gotta trust your your 
Super Bowl winning quarterback that when he wants the ball in his hand, you got to get him the ball. And I get that. I had no problem with them going for it. But I'm saying Patrick Mahomes himself, he's got to have situation awareness whether that ball's going to go to the end zone or not. Like, that's just that. It's just that. And again, we would be talking about this if he had played somewhat competent in the second half. But man, he looked like a scared child out there in the second half. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's uh, because yeah, every time the Chiefs got the ball, you're just like, it it was it was crazy the difference in between the two halves. I mean, crazy zero points for the Chiefs in a half. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was like um. It was like they, they brought in a Brinks truck and they're like, look, look at the live odds right now on the Bengals money line, Patrick. Bet everything you own and just tank this game, bro. And you'll be you'll make like millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? I, I was I was looking at the live line. I was like, ooh, bank you could have gotten the Bengals at plus 20 and a half during that drive. <laughs> 20 and a half. And they won outright. 20 and a half. I think the money line was like 1900, 2000. Yeah, so like, it had to have been insane. That was the whole thing. It was like, what was the money line at that point? So either he took the money line or literally the, the, the monsters from Space Jam came down and straight up made him touch a football because he played so different, did he not? Like, it was completely different. And he, yeah, he, I mean, he literally looked scared. Uh, the one, like, it would, I would compare it to this. It looked like Cam Newton in the 2015-2016 Super Bowl against the Broncos. It just didn't look like Cam that whole season. All year. He of himself. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, what happened behind the scenes here? You, you almost ask yourself, like, did he bet on the Broncos? Yeah, or like, did someone like threaten to like kill his family? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like his TikTok brother is like was like then like you know taken and held under like you know <laughs> held under like some like basement or something like that. Unless he like lost the game, it's the weirdest. Oh no! Apparently, apparently, I saw on TikTok he took the loss pretty well. He was out at a rodeo, or he was on a mechanical <laughs> bowl after with some chick. Okay, well, there we go. I mean, I mean, like I said, he probably loses a few views here and there when they don't win, but you know, he's he's built up his his uh his following for sure. Um, but no, man, it was weird. Like the the stark contrast, like you said, from the first half to second half, unbelievable. I don't think anyone could have expected that output in the second half. It was insane. Is it weird to you that the Chiefs have become almost one of the most hated teams in football? Like every team that wins a ton always does like eventually get hated, but the Chiefs, in a way, like. They're just so fun to watch. Like, nobody actually really hates the Warriors other than uh, LeBron fanboys. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't think anybody would have hated the Chiefs unless it was unless it was because of Jackson Mahomes and Pat Mahomes' wife. I was going to say, I think it's more that, bro. Like, yeah, like, I think that's all it is. <laughs> the memes are when he's, like, Joey B snapping his finger. Those two are the ones disintegrating. <laughs> it's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't really think people have problems with him. And people definitely don't have problems with Andy Reid. No, unless Andy Reid's the man. Like, unless your name's Le'Veon Bell. But other than that, like, you know, there's not a single person in the league, bro, that hates Andy Reid. Like, everyone loves him. Like, so, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I think because of the social media presence from those two, bro, there's so much hate. They're like, dude, please save us from, like, these stupid TikTok videos they're going to they're gonna come out with as long as we can stop them, right? So, Joey B threw down his big nuts on the game, Big Dick Joe, <laughs> and – uh I mean, amounted uh, – he looked good, bro. Like, he, he wasn't like one of those games where it's like, oh, like, you know. like Dude, those – the the play of the game when you're like, okay, like, even in the first quarter, like, they were just driving. They were getting third and sevens, convert. Third and eight, convert. Because every, every play it was, all right, first down we're going to throw, incomplete pass. Second down we're going to run with Joe Mixon, one two-yard gain. And then they have to complete a third and long. And they did it every single time. They must have had like 10 third down conversions. I haven't looked at the stats, but it felt like every third down, you're like, 
okay, how are they going to get this one? How is Danny Sorensen going to blow coverage here? Yeah, and then once they established the physical dominance of the run game, it was kind of over from there. Like, mm-hmm. you could see it every once in a while. And, like, dude, it goes back to the whole thing of what we t- we've talked about this multiple times, I know. But, like, the- there's so much more to the run game. I know, like, on our side, Bowie fans hate to talk about the run game. They literally are hated so much. And I'm like, dude, you lose a certain amount of physicality if you don't have a good run game. It's weird, and I mm-hmm. get it. Like, it doesn't make too much sense. But once you, you saw it in the game, like, literally watch that game, the second half, bro, their physicality, the run game completely opened up, just dominating their defense and just like pounding them into submission and then continuing into like where it really opened up some big plays on the, on the passing game too. So like, it was pretty cool to see, man, like that balance attack and like have it come out. Even when they were down, they still stuck to the run and it worked out really well for them. It was pretty cool. Yeah. The Bengals are America's team right now. Yes. I mean, and I know I tweeted about this. I'm officially committed. I'm committed, man. I've had my top, you know, 32, all the teams of the league. You know, I started with the, the Falcons and the Jets, which are like my D3 offers, basically, you know, in this situation. But I'm committed, bro. I'm committed to the Bengals for the Super Bowl. We'll be cheering on Joey B, Big Dick Joe. And, um, you know, like you said, every statistical thing and everything points towards, you know, the D-line just absolutely feasting on this uh, Bengals offensive line. But so did every other game, and Joey B came out victorious. So, I mean, I don't know how I can bet against Big Dick Joe. He's unbelievable, man. Like, and people like, like, I, I, I've heard some people just be like, oh, you know, he's a douchebag, man. He's such a tool and all this. Like, that <laughs> dude is so cool, man. Like, he's chill. If you have that, like, if you look at those like LSU cigar videos, like, how, how are you just like, this dude just is the coolest guy? He's the home alone kid that we never got the second act of. <laughs> He's I know, dude. Second version of that, dude. He's literally like with his O line trying to escape the pressures because his O line is so bad. It's Andy Dufresne getting out of prison, dude. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> literally, bro. Like that's that's who we're watching. So it's pretty dope, man. Like we all love the home. There's this little part of us that always loves the Home Alone kid, and he's all grown up and playing in the NFL now, and he's about to win a Super Bowl. So look, that's my that's my argument for anybody that says like, yeah, but this D line is going to absolutely dominate the Bengals probably. You're right. But Joey B literally won getting sacked nine times against the Titans, bro. I don't know how he's going to do it getting sacked 20 this time, but he's going to do it somehow. Last thing on the Chiefs-Bengals game, that OT was so bad. That, that Those three overtime plays by the Chiefs were so bad. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a constant theme of the entire second half, so I wasn't yeah. super surprised. But I will say when the <laughs> – the only thing that made me laugh about the overtime was when the coin – Obviously, tails never fails, right? And for some reason, they're not calling it. We'll get into that. Yeah, we will. And the whole crowd just erupts like they won the game, bro. Like, even Tony Romo was like, <laughs> like they act like they won the game just because of the coin toss. And I know the jokes that have been made, but it's like, bro, if you had seen their entire offense in the second half, what was made, what, what suggestion or like what, what made you think and feel comfortable that all of a sudden over time they're just going to like flip it around, like flip it on? I don't have no idea what you think, like why you think that. They look terrible. I mean, you just assume they'd get down and at least get a field goal, though. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, I could, I could see a field goal. And we saw – I mean, because we saw them in the Bills game. You're just like – they easily went down, scored a touchdown. You're like, oh, they're just going to do this again. It's the Chiefs. They're going to make the Super Bowl. You, yeah, you but think. they were doing that – they were doing that the entire second half, right? It This this is completely different. It's like literally watching a team that has this great points and be like, oh, yeah, we got the ball. Like, we're totally good now. As long as, like – now that we have the ball, even though the last five times, six times we've had the ball, we haven't done anything with it. But, like, now that we have the ball this time in overtime, oh, it's over. 
I was like, these fans had to have been worried, but they weren't. They were loving the fact that they won the coin toss and then obviously the interception happened, which is kind of weird. And then, you know, history from there. All right, let's move on to the 49ers Rams game. Uh, I, uh, this was the end for Brian and I, our run as Niners, diehard Niners fan, the bandwagon as a fan of Steve Young. Uh, it's sad. It, it's really sad that the Niners didn't make the Super Bowl. 12 to 1, didn't hit. Had the opportunity to hedge. Uh, the Rams were like plus 200, plus like 210 on the money line at one point. Didn't hedge. We ride. I rode till the death. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame. It's a shame that the Niners couldn't make the Super Bowl. Jimmy G needs to leave. It's over. People can say, Jimmy G, you know, it's not his fault. It's over. You need a dynamic quarterback. To make they it are t- they are more a more than you know they're so close from a Super Bowl win and going to another Super Bowl within what a three or four year span if they just had a competent QB. Yeah, I like mean, you it, said you said it best, Carter. You said it best when you said the first throw when he sails Kittle over the middle, literally wide open. You just knew. Design, beautiful play design, wide open, overthrows on by like 10, 15 yards, like not even close. Yeah, you're you, overthrowing you, your tallest receiver. He was wide, wide open. There was no one within like eight yards of him. And he could have ran. I mean, he could have got – that could have been a 50-yard play. It would have been a huge – it would have been the one first play, massive truck. And you know they saw something on film, that reason like what they're like, this is traditionally how they, you know, start the yep. game on defense. This is what we're going to hit him with to exploit that. And you know that Shanahan had like literally drawn up straight in the kitchen, wrist twisted, you know, calling up freaking dimes and called that play up and just – to see his quarterback sail the guy, he's like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, what am I watching here? I mean, I, I literally tweeted out, first play, just right after that happened, just Jimmy G is the most frustrating QB in the league to watch. He really is. I mean, he's in the perfect setup, the perfect situation, the perfect everything. And you just can't make that simple throw, that simple throw. And people are like, oh, Jimmy G deserves another chance. No, he doesn't when the quarterback you have cannot take you to that next level. That's why I hate Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater will never take a team to that next level. Jimmy G and Teddy Bridgewater are in the same camps. Exactly. And I'm sorry, man. He might have been hurt. He might have been 100%. I don't don't care. care. It doesn't matter. Guess what? Baker Mayfield was probably hurt all year. Baker Mayfield sucked. Yep. Exactly. No, you're right, bro. Like, Cam Newton was hurt the last. After you watched him blow an actual Super Bowl lead, bro. An actual Super Bowl lead where he just had to be competent towards the end to literally keep that lead. And the same thing in this game. It's not like they're like, it's not like this defense is just getting blown out out of the water, right? Like, that'd be one thing if like, bro, I can't score enough points to catch up with this defense is giving up points. It's like our defense is doing literally everything and, and, and then some to keep us more in this game. And you literally can't even put up points. Hence the Green Bay Packers game where special teams literally had to win the game for him. If you stole, if you went into that game and you said Rams are going to score 20 points, do you think we can win this game? You hold the Rams to 20 bucks, 20 points. I think you take that every time. 100%. Guaranteed you take You're like, it. oh, I can score three touchdowns or I can score 24 points. <laughs> if Jimmy G's not QB, I'd be like, I don't know, man. We're going to get one touchdown, maybe two out of them in this game. That's probably best case scenario. Then, some, then I got to hope a defensive touchdown or something. That's probably what I would think. If you because the night, I mean, there's going to be a team that just makes a stupid trade for Jimmy G, <coughs> the Panthers. Um, <laughs> someone's going to make a stupid trade for him. 
all these Darnold, straight up, right? all these mediocre quarterbacks are just getting going to be pushed around everywhere, and nothing's going to change. They're just wearing different colors. Kirk Cousins is going to go to a different team. Nothing's going to change. Kirk Cousins is going to be the same dude. I honestly think Kirk Cousins, if he was on the Niners, they would be playing in the Super Bowl right now. I agree, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kirk Cousins and above that threshold, right? Kirk Cousins is probably like the low end of that. And Tannehill, uh, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins are probably like right there. Yeah, like they're those kind of quarterbacks away and up. Obviously, the ones above them, Joey B for sure. But like any of those guys from making a Super Bowl run this year, guaranteed, because they would have won that game. If you had any competency whatsoever as a quarterback, you would have won the game. I promise you, your defense put you in the right spot. The coaching was incredible. They did everything they could. And, Jim, especially that last drive, bro, it was so bad, dude. I mean, you should have had a pick six. It should have been a pick six right there. And also, the Niners secondary – I mean, Dart has to has to catch the, or Tart, whatever yep. his name was. You he's got to catch ball. that pick. You cannot drop that ball there. That's true. That uh, okay, but again, that would be the defense bailing. Exactly, and, and that's the thing. Even if he catches that ball, do you genuinely believe that the Niners can close out that game? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know if they could. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, you're, you're like, right. Like. It's bad. And, like, look, I get the whole sympathy towards him. Like, look, he's he's a winner. He wins games. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, your organization is a winner, and your organization wins games. Th- those two things are not interchangeable, right? Just because he's the face of the organization right now does not mean he embodies San Francisco. San Francisco is a winning organization. Turns out wins. It just does. Like, your your leadership, your coaching, your players you drafted, they're good. Get someone in there that can do it. And I get they've try to address this with Trey Lance and they tried to make that do that's why they gave up so much obviously Kyle Shanahan is in the same boat as you and me he thinks the exact same thing they wouldn't have given up literally their future kids for Trey Lance had they not thought the same thing right they obviously see it and in the amount of chances they gave Trey Lance to like win the starting job this year was so many times I just don't think Trey Lance is ready also people are going to be like oh they should have drafted Mac Jones in that spot I don't necessarily agree with that I mean, you, you I, I, I don't, I don't, because honestly, especially him as a rookie, I'm not saying in the future he couldn't have him as a rookie. They're in the exact same spot. I, uh, I don't know. I think he could be better. I don't know. You you're th- right. But you're, I'm saying, I'm saying for this year, though, I think if Mac Jones was their starting QB, I still think they're, they're finishing in the, I still think they're losing this game to the Rams just how they would have with Jimmy G. Probably right. That's probably right. Because that dude, Mac Jones. I I these checkdown throws, bro. Like it's gonna be a problem. I'm not I I'm not a Mac Jones believer, but anyhow, let's uh let's talk about the Rams. They won the freaking game. Sam, I mean, they have mortgaged everything for this one year. Everything they have Von Miller, Odell Beckham, Matt Stafford, giving it like you mentioned, giving up your future kids and their kids just for this one year to try and win a Super Bowl, and it's paid off. You, if you would have told the Rams before the season started, hey, you, you give up everything, you have one game against the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, are you taking it? <laughs> and they're like, hell yeah, bro. In the wise words, they're like, those picks, bro, straight up. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing. Like, <laughs> it's so true, man. If you said, like, no, you're not going to play the Bills, you're not going to play the Chiefs, like, who the hell are we playing? Like the Bengals, and they're like, "What? Like that O line?" They're like, "Yeah, we'll take that. 
they're like, can we give up a couple more? Like, yeah, we're fine with that. Like, we we'll give up whatever it takes to be in a Super Bowl against the Bengals. But they, little uh, did I know, Joey Big Dick Burrow is in the way. But before we get into the Super Bowl preview, uh, I mean, Sean McVay did not coach well that game. No, those no. challenges were horrendous. The fact that they went in with fourth quarter at ten minutes left with zero time, zero. zero. Dude, I was just thinking about that. The Niners still couldn't close that game. I was losing my mind. They had zero timeouts, and the Niners still could not close out that game. Bro, Are you kidding no me? No timeouts, and, a, and they're trying to come back in the fourth quarter. Tell me how you, you mismanage the clock and the timeouts more than that. Like, you have to have timeouts. If you were playing anybody but Jimmy G as a quarterback, you would have needed those timeouts to ice literally a defense or another possession for sure. Like, Dude, they had zero timeouts. That is insane. Insane. And the, yeah, and they still couldn't end the game. They, the, the Niners, <laughs> I don't know how. Brian was being way too positive on Twitter. And I don't know if that's because of, uh, you know, his, where, you know, he doesn't want to be negative on Twitter because he, you know, works for them. Even when I was texting him, he was very positive. And, you know, I, right after the game, he wasn't, but. I don't know how you can be positive after that. I would have – I mean, there's no way. I have a TV right in front of me. No way that wouldn't have a hole in it. I would have been like the Cowboys in those, all those videos that went viral. I would have punched a hole in the TV if I was a Niners fan. That's ridiculous. Straight up. Straight up how bad. Niners or Chiefs fan. I mean, you don't go to work the next day. The thing with that is like the Rams, Sean McVay once again was most definitely outcoached by Kyle Shanahan. For sure. Every game he's outcoached by Kyle Shanahan. And he was in this one too, but because of his the studs that he brought in, they made up for his terrible. And I'm talking terrible coaching miscues. Like who is consult? Who is the guy that is telling him to throw the flags? That guy needs to get fired today, yesterday. That guy needs to get fired. I don't know who he is. I don't know if it's some guy, some kid that has uh, weird views on his camp. Like you know, that guy's an idiot. Tell- Stop challenging plays when you're going to lose it. It's so stupid. It is so stupid. There's just some guys like, no, no, no. I I swear, dude. Like, <laughs> NFTs like, are the next thing. Yeah, exactly. He's all about <laughs> it, huh? He's all about it, huh? It's, yeah, it's it's funny because terrible, terrible, terrible challenges. But yeah, they got he got massively outcoached in that game. But the players stepped up. Like I said, they mounted a massive comeback. Defense stood their I mean, ground the entire second half. It was super. It was super impressive. I genuinely don't understand it. I mean, I just know how good of a route runner he is and stuff like that. Cooper Cup is wide open every single play. It seems like oh, are they just not covering him? Eli Apple is going to get cooked if he's guarding Cooper Cup. Well, he was getting cooked the first half too. And he's going to get cooked head. for two halves against Cooper Cup. <laughs> he probably will, bro. That's what I'm saying. So look, he's been talking a little too much trash on Twitter. Eli Apple's fine. He's a whatever. He's corner. He's solid. Whatever. But I mean, Cooper Cup is like. Have by far and away won the triple crown this year. He's a superstar. He's a legitimate superstar, man. Like he's legit. Like, and, and I think Matt him. Matt Stafford for sure helped that. For sure, most definitely. And like I said, that connection's strong. But dude, the dude's a stud. Dude's a superstar. That's what I'm saying. I think advantage. It's about a wash to me. Wide receivers, right? You mm-hmm. got Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Like, yeah. Let's, me, let, let's get into the Super Bowl preview. Okay. Before we start going into the game and stuff, I have my play of the year. I tweeted it out yesterday or on Sunday. My play of the year in the Super Bowl. This is probably a five-unit play. Tails. Tails, Tails is the baby. play. 
Tails never fails. Everything has led to this moment, bro. It's all been pointing to this moment of free money. Literally yep. in front of you. Ben McAdoo getting hired by the Panthers. Cam Newton coming back. Uh, Mike Zimmer firing. Those have nothing to do with this. It's that Tails is the play. Also, Tails had a great run. I think it was like five or six Super Bowls in a row. Tails was the call. Last year, it was Ed's. Tails is like, nah. It was like it was like when the Celtics and Lakers played back in the late 60s and 70s. Jerry West got that one win on the Celtics. Celtics are like, F that, dude. We're not letting them ever get in this back. It's Tails every single time. It's Tails, right? Wasn't it last year when Pat McAfee literally like bet $50,000 on the on the first coin flip because he didn't know who to pick between the Chiefs Bucks? Yeah, no, yeah, he, he bet Tails. Not have. I, he bet Tails, right? Yeah, because I think yeah. when they said heads, he literally, literally collapsed. It was hilarious. No, and, it's uh, it's <laughs> they need to they the they need to have like a camera that's like super zoomed into the coin, and so everybody can actually see it, so we're not getting screwed. Yeah, because I mean they, they they could flip that thing and just be like, all right, there's sixty percent of the money's on tails. All right, heads. Yeah, easily, and then you know that ref makes a nice quick little check, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I don't. I love it, bro. I love the play of the year. I mean, it's tails. I, I've, I've, I've never had a play of the year, but it's tails. Play of the year is tails. Everyone's like, oh, that's stupid. It's a coin flip bet. Well, if you think like that, every bet's a coin flip bet. You're not getting an advantage anywhere. Let's be honest. If you're taking juice on a play, you're not getting. It's tails. Tails, the play of the year. Five unit whale mega play. Whatever you want to call it. These stupid like gambling accounts on Twitter. <laughs> Five stars, ten stars, a hundred stars, tails all day. Shout out Dylan Wilkerson. My five star play is tails. I love it, bro. I will write it in the notebook he gave me. Um, but yeah, no, tails is the play. But into the actual game, the spread is Rams minus four. I haven't looked at the total yet. I know it changed. Um, but Rams minus four seems like the easiest money of all time. But does it not scare you that Joey B with three plus points has literally covered 100% of the time? Well, that could just mean the the Rams are due. I know, bro. And 100% of the time, you're betting on someone that literally covers 100% of the time. With the public points. right now is all over the Bengals. That's what I'm saying, bro. I think they're seeing all these. Uh, they're, look, that cold picture when it came out of him walking into the stadium, bro, that should have been the sign for everyone to know, obviously. But I. I Bro, I'm telling you, man. Like, over under is 48 and a half. I actually kind of like, I kind of like the over. I feel like we're going to see some points. Even though both uh, unders hit this. Uh, that makes me like the I, over more. Yeah. Both unders hit this past week, but I do too. If I was going to play it, I think I would play just the over or give me the Bengals uh, teaser and, and the over. So well, our, our favorite play, our favorite yeah. play that's hit every single week except the uh, Titans game. It hit, spicy, easily hit in that Chiefs game. Because you get what? The Bengals plus 11? Oh, wait. Did it hit in that Chiefs game? I don't think it did. What was uh, the final? 24 uh, 21? Yeah, I don't know. No, it didn't hit. It didn't hit. That means it's due. I kind of like it, bro. Because then what? You're getting like 41, 40, 42 points, basically? It is. Uh, it depends what. If you do a seven point teaser, it's 41 and a half. Uh, and then you would get Bengals plus 11. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, give me that. That's my play. The thing is, I could easily see the Rams blowing them out. Yeah. That that wouldn't surprise me because, like, obviously I don't wish this on anybody, but 
there's a real concern whether Joe Burrow can make it throughout the entire game with how bad the O-line is and how good Von Miller, Floyd, and Donald are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're 100% right. It's just they cover, and, bro. And the home, home game. And then you got to think about, like, different things in the past. So, first off, let's start with a, a point for the Rams. The Rams have a quarterback that came in, came is here for here for a year to try and win a Super Bowl, playing a Super Bowl in their home stadium in his first year being with the team. We saw that last year. Ram that point for the Rams. They said it in the telecast right after the game. Tony Romo said the quarterbacks that have won, I think it was like national title and uh, NFL Super Bowl as like whatever as quarterbacks. I can't remember what the exact term was, but it was Joe Namath, Joe Montana, third guy could be Joe Burrow. Bro, big dick Joe. I can't bet against him, bro. I can't bet against him. Look, I know people are going to be hammering the Rams. I don't blame you. I understand you. Really? I, 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 I mean, you. it seems like from what I'm seeing, it seems like the Bengals are getting hammered. If the Bengals are getting hammered, the Bengals are super public. I'm sorry. You have to go Rams. Yes, if the Bengals end up being the public choice, I am staying away from that. Literally, like, like if if it goes down to like three and a half, and you can get the Rams at buying a half a point at minus three, at like minus one twenty, take that every time. If like eighty percent of the public is on the Bengals, yeah, uh, you gotta yeah you gotta fade here big time. But yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I think um, that's interesting that the public so much on Bengals. That's that's weird to me. It'll obviously change over two weeks, but hey, will. It will, but I, I want to see where that sharp money comes in, where the line kind of moves and stuff like that. Then I'll kind of know, but I do preliminary. I really do like that tease mm-hmm. of an over, just because, again, I want to see some points, and I don't think Joey B is going to be able to put some points up, even if he's getting chased for his life, bro. He just is. Like, he's a stud. Who's singing the national anthem in the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You're saying the over for the Should, over-under? When, when we do a podcast next week, we're just going to do straight Super Bowl props. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, we'll get into that next week. Just going straight Super Bowl props, no matter how dumb they are. Once again, I'll, I'll repeat it. I'll probably even double down on tails. Make it a 10-star play. 10-star play. Hey, you heard it here first. This is our first ever Carter Cast 10-star play. We haven't made it 10. It's five. My first ever five-star play, though. I've just followed <laughs> Dylan's five. Look, your record is either going to be really good, 100%, or literally 0% yeah. on five-star plays. Yeah, no. I mean, game of the year's Big Cat's 3-0 and already. It's it's just now February. I might be 1-0 and going into February. Yeah, I, that's pretty good. You get a nice little chunk of change going to Valentine's Day, take your girl out, just because tails. That's all it took. You know, you can just enjoy the game. Once you get hit flip tails, you're just like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Like, I can enjoy the game. Like, I can throw money on, on the next touchdown play. Like, it's no big deal. We won on tails. We won 10 stars on tails. We won 10 whole stars. Not just five stars. We won 10 stars. So I'm with you, man. It I'm is going to be depressing, guy, I though. Your, I back your tails. I back it. Because I did I did tails in 2019. I did tails in 2020. You know, if you lose that coin toss at the very beginning, you whoever you took is dead. Yes. You know, it, 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 the, the Super Bowls either just feel like you win everything or you lose everything. It's yeah. never like, oh, I won, like, this wide receiver prop but I lost the spread on here, but I pushed on a total. It's never that. It's either, oh, I wiped with all my bets. I hit every – I hit the first touchdown. I hit my teaser. I hit my parlay. I hit my props. I hit all this. Or you're like, yeah, I lost everything, and 
uh, can't pay my kids tuition. <laughs> I will say the past few Super Bowls have been very profitable because I've been hammering the winners pretty much every year. Well, let's say last year, no, because of the Bucks, but the year before that with the Chiefs, bro, it was like, yeah, that, that was, that was like, that, I think that was people's like greatest night ever. That's so many people's like, oh yeah, that was my greatest night like ever. Uh-huh. We're just hammering the Chiefs and then like yeah. watching them come back to beat the San Fran was so great. Um, yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, but all right, uh, real quick. So, uh, preliminary, I think Rams win the game. You think Bengals? I'm, yeah, I'm running Bengals, bro. Why, why not? Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about Tom Brady officially retired today. Kind of weird stuff because I guess he kind of wants the contract money. Obviously, best football player all time. Like, it, it's just not even a debate. Everyone's – you've heard it a million times. I was, I, we talked about this before we got on. I'm surprised he didn't go somewhere like San Francisco or somewhere like Tennessee. Yeah, I am too. But I will say, man, like, congrats to the GOAT. If you're, you're so damn dominant that even people that hate you and loathe you can't even, like, can't even say that there's another option. Like, yeah. people before, people during, people after, everyone's going to know that Tom Brady was a GOAT. And, like, there's, it's not even up for debate. Like you said, it's not like the stupid Jordan and Michael and like yeah. LeBron and Jordan. It's like, no, it's Tom Brady, bro. Period. Period. No. And that's, uh, I mean, like, and same with like women's tennis. You could, the only women's tennis player most people even think of is Serena Williams. Yep. But yeah, congrats to Tom Brady. Uh, the NFC South is legitimately, I think, seven and 10 makes the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I, I I would genuinely be shocked if there was a winning if a team had a winning record in that division. Yeah, they're like they're the new uh, what's the division with the uh, Eagles, Giants, NFC East, and it's they're the new NFC East basically is the NFC South. Like I think it's it worse. Is, it probably is, bro. Depending on who, depending on who like, the voids. Because like the Cowboys had injuries that year. I mean, Dak was hurt. There's going to be no injuries, and we're still talking like six and eleven, seven and ten might win you. The division. Yeah. No, you're right. And like the Falcons have a very good place if they can just be somewhat competent with anything. Like if they can do anything. Yeah, like Literally why anything. why not like why not? All right, Matt Ryan, this is your last chance. Let's go to the playoffs. Uh-huh. Like why not? Why not? Why can't why can't it be us that pull off the Super Bowl? Like the Bengals. Exactly. Like the random Braves basically coming from the worst division and winning the whole thing. Exactly, bro. That's what, honestly what we're thinking. Uh one of my buddies texted that. Or That's like, what I was gonna say. I am scared of the Bengals because I am very scared of the, uh, the not the Falcons. I'm very scared of the Bengals. If I was to take the Rams, we've been seeing these teams of destiny win all year. Atlanta yeah. Braves, Georgia wasn't like team of destiny because they weren't bad at all at one point, but like <laughs> they just hadn't done it. They've been so close so many times. And they just exactly. hadn't, done it, and they finally did it over Alabama. They broke the glass ceiling, basically. Yeah, the Braves finally beat the Dodgers. Exactly. Who's uh? Yeah, dude. Cincinnati's closer to Atlanta than than LA is, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there's your there's your you know logistics as well. That's but hard hitting, you know, inside scoop right there. But now that I mean, and now everyone's talking about Rogers might retire or he'll stay with the Packers. Rogers to San Fran just seems amazing. It would be fire that reunion because I'm so sick of hearing that the freaking 49ers and you know they didn't pick up. Rodgers, whatever they drafted, Alex Smith. I don't care, bro. It's so old. It's so overplayed. Who cares, bro? Who drafted who? Let's see it, bro. Let's make a run. San Fran, it would be so dope. Yeah, dude. I mean, who do they give up? Who do they give up, bro? Who's how? 
Because I think he has to be traded, doesn't he? No. He they remember they changed his contract. He's a free agent. You're positive it's just free agency, right? We're gonna have to look this up right now. I'm almost positive it's free agency because they restructured his contract before the season. That's why he agreed. Okay, interesting. So yeah, I mean, if they don't have to give up stuff like crazy amounts of stuff, just like cap, like why not, bro? He'd <clears throat> be dope. <clears throat> Does Green Bay just trade suck now without Devonte Adams and and? Uh, okay, here we go. Aaron Let me Rogers. see here. Uh, where will Rodgers play in 2022? Um, here we go. So, he is not a pending free agent. They re- they agreed to a restructured contract last summer. In that deal, a void year was added for 2023. So, oh, he's got one year left. So they cut off a year. Okay. So he was scheduled to be there through 2024, and now they cut they cut it off to 2023. So he's got one more year. So he had to be traded. Yeah, but I think they I think they came to an agreement where he would they would let him go for something small. Where he, they, I think it would be like, hey, let's, you came back for this one year, we'll hook you up, kind of deal. Because like, even if Brady like did retire before the February fourth deadline to not get his money, the, the Bucks are still going to give him that money for sure. From what but he, he might just retire beforehand. And the Bucks are like, hey, we'll give you fifteen million dollars, but just retire before so it doesn't hit the cap. Exactly. Exactly. So no, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I mean, look, bro, I'm all for San Fran. I'm all for Steelers. I'm all for Tennessee. I'm all for all that. But at the end of the day, from what we heard from Pat McAfee's show, like, I don't know if he's necessarily going to leave. So we'll see. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's move on. There's a lot of coaching vacancies in the NFL right now. Tons. Tons. Like, yeah. The, the Saints don't have a coach. Uh, I don't even know if Bruce Arians is going to stay in Tampa Bay anymore. He might quit. Yeah, he might be done, man. Like, he's so old. The Dolphins don't have a coach. The Vikings don't have a coach. Um, who else doesn't? Did the Bears is hire Har- someone? Is Harbaugh stuff to Vikings true? So, Harbaugh to the Vikings stuff is weird. I saw Big F tweet out the other day that he said, I'm hearing Harbaugh to Miami is basically a done deal. What? But why would you go to my? I feel like Minnesota is a way better place <laughs> to go. I would much rather go to Minnesota than – Especially if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. Yeah, like the last like, thing you want to do is go to the Bills and Pats division. Oh, no, sorry. It's the Jets division. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson is going to take over that division next year. <laughs> it's the Jets division. Exactly. When we, when we realized that this the Zachary Wilson bro was actually better than Josh Allen this whole time. Yeah, no, the, I mean, soon they'll everyone will figure it out. They're like, oh, wait, Zach Wilson's like the best quarterback in football. He's better than Joe Burrow. <laughs> Him and Joey B bro, are at the same level. Yeah, that'd be a great conversation to have. I love it. I will say this a little caveat of information before we move on. Like, all the Jets fans are like, wow, we can do it next year too, then. The Bengals are the perfect uh, <laughs> the way to replicate. I'm like, y'all are so stupid, bro. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they're so stupid, bro. These fans, man, they're like, how do we replicate the Bengals next year? I'm like, bro. Yeah, they're just some, like, beat, rep- beat reporter for the Jets. Like, how the Jets can replicate what the Bengals did. So, they, 
They need to add the sacks, the previous year's sacks leader on their defense. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I like these coaching vacancies. Usually they're filled pretty quickly. It is taking yeah. some time. It's kind of weird. I just think there's so many, like you said. And like, I don't think there's a lot of good candidates. Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna be taking risks with some coordinators at this point, right? And like, things like that. Like I, I mean, everyone talks about Eric Bieniemy. The thing with Eric Bieniemy is you gotta win that game. Yes. You win the ASU championship game. That's on you. Your offense, because so, it was 21-10 going into halftime, right? 11-point lead, like both games, yep. Yeah. The Bengals only scored 14 points. And you couldn't beat them. And you, you, all you needed to do, do was score a touchdown, a touchdown in and, the second half, and you couldn't do it. I think that's yep. a real indictment on him. Yeah, that's not great. That's definitely not great. And like I said, <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with Patrick Mahomes, but yeah, it's weird with these quarter, uh, these um, assistant coaches, man. Like you're taking a real risk. I think that's why they're going for Harbaugh so bad. He already has head coaching experience. You know what I'm saying? He, I think he wants to be in the league overall. Like it makes sense to me. And they can. And Urban's available. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's available. Uh, Kalani Sataki. I mean, you could. He would. I don't think he'd be good in the NFL. He'd be terrible. No, he's, 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 <laughs> he's a perfect college. college. He's such a good college coach. Like yeah, he's such a good college coach. Matt rules the mean, same way. Yeah, I don't know. Like I can't 100 percent say, but I just don't see him. No, I don't see him loving the idea of like the NFL. Um, it's just different. But I, I, with all this Harbaugh leaving stuff, apparently Matt Rule is very interested in Michigan. Um, I will pay with us Panther fans. We'll, we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll pay for your one-way flight to Ann Arbor. No yep. problem. We'll put you on a skip-like flight. Hidden city, dude. We don't care. Like, dude, enjoy it, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, like – You're going to lose Ohio State nine we'll, times out of ten. We'll get you first class on a spirit flight. How about that? That's the best we can do. <laughs> economy's, economy's rough right now. It is It is rough, bro. That spirit flight, though, is, is for sure what he deserves. But, yeah, coaching vacancies are crazy right now. Uh, that's an, anything else in the NFL, really? I don't think there's much more. Nah, man. Just I think it's the most likable QB battle we've had in a long time in the yeah. Super Bowl. It's 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 really cool because I'm happy for either guy. Like Stafford's a Georgia yeah. boy, near and near to my heart. And uh, like I said, Joey Big Dick Burrow, dude. Like I'm all I'm all behind it. So either way, I'm happy. It's just it's cool to see, man. I like both these teams. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely, definitely want the Bengals to win. Yeah, but. If, if there's money on the line, we'll yeah. see. But exactly. let's, uh, let's move to college football real quick. A little bit of BYU recruiting news. Jackson Dart chooses Ole Miss over BYU. That was kind of set in stone. Some BYU fans, including yourself, Grant, that everybody was like, oh, no, watch out for BYU. Like, BYU. I was like, dude, he's not going to want to compete against Jaron Hall, who Jaron Hall is definitely going to still start over him. He's not going to want to compete at BYU playing in these bowl games, basically, uh, 12 bowl games a year. And then Ole Miss, you have a real shot to make the playoffs, and you can do stuff with that. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, if you'd have to, he would have to bought, bought into the idea of like, hey, lead us to the Big Twelve. That's the only yeah. way that would have worked. If he's cool with that vision, then hell yeah, bro, it makes sense. But without that vision, if you're saying like, yeah, you're gonna ride the pine unless Jaron Hall gets hurt, or I'm gonna be starting the SEC, yeah, it's a pretty hard, it's a pretty hard decision to make. Plus, and plus, like he's said, with Lane Kiffin. And Michael Trigg, the kid, the kid, the package deal kid. Like, that kid was never going to come to BYU. That kid didn't even visit, nor was he going to. Like, 
that kid would n- never in a million years from Florida is going to go all the way to like, you know, basically be in probably Utah. So like, I get it, bro. I get it. I understand where he's coming from. All I'm saying is I think it was closer to what people think. That's all I'm going to say. And, uh, but yeah, I do think he made the best decision for himself year one, not waiting for a year. If he's talking, if he, if he could have been sold on the idea of a long-term play and just waiting one more year. Yeah. It would have made sense. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it is kind of a loss for BYU. I did want to touch on this last thing before we go. BYU has some really, they have to, do a lot of work before they go into the Big 12 because we saw with basketball this week two maybe of the most horrendous losses in the Mark Pope era. I mean, like awful, awful. And those were people are people can say, oh, they played bad, whatever. That was bad coaching in both those games. Let's be honest. Rough. It was horrendous coaching. The fact that they didn't switch to a zone and the fact that on the last play in the Santa Clara game, you had your six-foot point guard guarding a six-six guy just driving to the lane. The dude walked to the lane. I mean, that's horrendous. Put Gideon George on him or anybody else that's above six-three at least. Does this team know how to guard a zone? I've never seen it. I don't know, but I think you have to at some point when your center is six-six. Or yeah. if you play Ali Alatiki, if I said it right. He can play the middle of his own. Then he can't get exposed on the wing and stuff like that. Exactly. No, you're 100% right. And like I said, man, it, it was it was it was rough, rough to see. No, I, I this is a uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I'll get into it on the NBA College Basketball Recap Show. But oh my gosh, man, that that was that was bad. It was, that was really it was bad. But going into that, BYU is in a really really scary spot when they go into the big 12 because they are borderline going to look like boston college at the big 12 they <laughs> they literally are bro that's a scary thing bro it is if they join if they join the big 12 today they would be sitting in in i mean i don't think they would be last but i think they would be in the last two to three spots in basketball and yeah. football i think they're middle of the road yeah, no, you're right. The thing is, like, I'm much more worried for basketball from what I'm seeing athletic-wise than I am football. Mm-hmm. Football, the top tier can still compete. They've been doing it in, you know, power five, um, you know, ability at this point. So, yeah, I'm much, I'm much, much more worried for uh, the basketball team than I am the football team, for sure. It's – and also, in, if you're Mark Pope and you're looking at this, you're like, crap, like, I might embarrass myself if I go into the big 12 or I can go take this fat paycheck from Washington or Louisville and get out of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, bro. We'll see, but it might yeah, be, I, I may be Mark mad dog Madsen's team there in BYU. <laughs> eventually, it, eventually, unless Mark Pope really stays and commits to BYU and says, Hey, like I, I really want to take this team into the big 12. I want to try and win the big 12. It's going to be Mark Madsen's team. If he, unless he commits. Yeah, but I'm, I, got, I got to be honest, man. Now that you're in the Big 12, like, unless you can't recruit to BYU and be competitive, why would you leave? You're in the land of the number one basketball conference conference in the country. Yeah, but if I'm say, you're saying if you can't recruit? Yeah, I think they can. I just think it's going to take time. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be gonna tough. Be tough. The, uh, like, you do have benefits. You have probably a top 5, 10 home court advantage in college basketball. I think once they enter the Big 12 – I think that's going to turn into a top three to four home court advantage. I really do believe that. I mean, that might sound crazy. There's certain schools, like I think Auburn has the number one 
Number one. Auburn, that was insane. Auburn has a number one home court advantage in college basketball. It's not even close. You it's can only, so I mean, even as a Duke fan, Cameron is not anywhere close to Auburn right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I, I am worried. I am too. The worries for is for sure because we're even seeing like the type of athletes that are getting in there now. Like it, it's not going to look pretty in the big 12, bro. Like, especially if we, like, I love the the hot takes on Twitter. Where they're like, Oh, you know, like you can't even beat the WCC. What makes you think you can beat the I'm like, I'm not saying that no one's saying that is a real fan. Like looking at this team, like we have to, we have to develop better and we have to get some, some bigger people like in, in the, in the, on this team, on this roster, like we have to. So very interesting. Um, like I said, I think football will get there. I'm not too worried about football. Football, you always find those kids, um, you know, that maybe aren't like the top top tier kids, but you can still get that want to go P5 for sure. So I'm not too worried about that. I'm more worried about the basketball team as right now for sure and the talent. What on earth? Hold up. Hmm. Are you seeing this stuff with Brian Flores and Bill Belichick right now? Mm-mm. What's happening? What does it look like? He I, he filed a lawsuit against the NFL because racial profiling and stuff like that. Uh, so he just released a text from Bill Belichick. Apparently, so Bill, he was texting Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick said, uh, hey, the Giants think you're their guy. And Brian Flores says, I have an interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot. And then Bill Belichick said, got it. I heard from the Giants that you're their guy. Hope it works out. And then he said, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Uh, oh, this isn't between Brian Flores and Brian What in the world? I guess they – this makes no sense. It looks like they were hiring – this is weird. I don't know, but it looks like he's filing a lawsuit against the NFL because apparently the Giants racially profiled him and wanted to go with uh, the other coach instead. What? Yeah. I mean, once the evidence comes out, I, mean, I guess you're going to have a case. I haven't, yeah, that, that's... I haven't looked at it. That's wild, but anyhow, all right, let's close this up. Make sure to follow the YouTube, subscribe to it, like, subscribe. All the videos, CarterCast YouTube page. Follow us on TikTok at CarterCast. Follow us on Twitter at the Real Grant FA1 and at CarterB8. And make sure to check out CarterCast.com coming next week now. We have an official date. We will be ready next week for you. We have articles. We have clips. We have all our interviews, all our episodes, all clips from the podcast. Tons of articles we're going to be writing about everything from even hockey, basketball, football, soccer, you name it. We'll have it on there. Check it out, cartercast.com, coming next week, and we will see y'all Friday. Bye.